And now, Spotlight Montana with Laurel Staples. Hello everyone, I'm Laurel Staples with Spotlight Montana and for this episode my guest today is Officer Ethan Smith and he is the Crime Prevention Officer for the Missoula Police Department. Welcome Ethan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming out and today we're following up on concerns by residents and businesses of Missoula's West Side area primarily and they are demanding that the city do something. We had some stories out about this last week and they are saying they're dealing with trash, needles, possible drug dealings in the area. It's also an area that draws a lot of transients and homeless. So first, Ethan, what are you seeing out there? Well, I understand those West Side residents' frustrations, and I, I can't disagree with that. We're seeing an uptick in some criminal behavior along the West Side. Um, we've always struggled with some drug use and homelessness issues in the city. And our concern as a police department is how do we address those concerns while being respectful of people's dignity. Um, needles, uh, trash, those are all quality of life issues that have a negative impact on anyone's neighborhood. The needles are especially troublesome because it's indicative of a larger drug issue that's been negatively impacting Missoula for quite some time. Uh, when I started as a police officer nine and a half years ago, we could go weeks or months without seeing any methamphetamine. It didn't mean that it wasn't in our city, but uh, it was a very rare occurrence. Um, within the past five or six years, we are almost daily having to deal with the issue of methamphetamine use in our city. Mm -hmm. Even random shoplifters that we're dealing with can have small amounts of methamphetamine on them. The opioid epidemic that's impacting our country is also impacting Missoula, so much so that the Missoula Police Department has issued Narcan to each of its officers. Yeah. So uh, issues like needles and drug use, uh, those are nationwide issues that are having a negative impact on our city as well. And it really bothers me and the police department that uh, this is happening in our city. We're gonna do our best to combat that. And I don't disagree with any West Side residents who are expressing concern mm -hmm. about that. It's a legitimate concern. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what's behind the uptick is primarily addiction issues. We're struggling with a lot of addiction issues. Uh, Missoula is right off of I-90 and Highway 93. So uh, going down into Denver and then drugs come from Seattle and Spokane and make their way down I-90. We're right at the epicenter of some major distribution routes and that negatively impacts our city and has a substantial impact on quality of life issues here. So, yeah. What complaints do you get the most? Um, we get uh, a, generally a lot of complaints of just disorderly behavior and problematic behavior. You know, we have a lot of residents who are struggling with addictions. Uh, we have people who are struggling with mental health issues. Again, I go back to when I started my career here nine and a half years ago. And we used to take one person to St. Pat's uh, emergency room about once a week for a mental health evaluation. Mm -hmm. We're doing that four or five times a day now. Wow. And so those kind of issues that the city has to deal with uh, definitely have an overlap effect on people's quality of life. And uh, so we get complaints about drug use. We mm -hmm. get complaints about public intoxication. We're also supposed to be mental health counselors and we, we deal with those issues too. Well, when officers respond to those complaints, what happens next? Um, a lot of the times that we just have to address the immediate emergency, it's unfortunate, but sometimes we can't always be a long-term solution. Mm -hmm. We just have to put that fire out that's right then and there. A lot of the things we frankly can't arrest ourselves out of that problem either. Um, we get complaints about public intoxication, uh, urination, 
um, what I call general quality of life issues, and we have to kind of address the, the moment right then and there, but we're also obligated to treat people fairly across all social spectrums and across all walks of life. So we really can't treat a homeless person any different who has an open container of alcohol than we might also treat a college student or someone in their mid-20s who's also drinking downtown. It's the same city ordinance violation. So. Okay. Well, since our stories aired last week, uh, uh, businesses, residents in the area reporting an increased presence in officers. Tell me about that. Yes, and so um, we actually started a coordinated operation plan that came straight from the chief of police uh, this past January. So whether or not people were aware of it, we were actually starting more focused, targeted patrol effort in the West Broadway corridor there, specifically between Scott Street and North Russell, the West Side neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that was straight from the chief of police, and that was based on input from the mayor's office and other city departments responding to West Side neighbors' concerns about the frustrations that they were seeing. So folks are gonna see increased police presence there and we're going to keep doing that specifically at the direction of the chief of police because we want to address a lot of these concerns that that were raised. Is this in the form of, of foot patrols or, or vehicles uh, uh, or a combination? It's going to be a combination of all of the above, Laurel. So when school gets out, we have four or five school resource officers that are no longer in schools. Mm -hmm. They transition onto bike patrol, and they've been doing that every year. This isn't new. They normally have focused their efforts in the downtown area. They will continue to do that, but we're going to have them branch out along West Broadway and into the West Side neighborhood, specifically along the California Street footbridge, around West Broadway corridor mm -hmm. to address these concerns. We're also assigning more officers in and around the West Side neighborhood area specifically to address these concerns. And again, this all started several months ago. Okay. So folks who brought concerns to the city council last week, um, those concerns are legitimate and they've been actually ongoing frustrations that multiple West Side residents came to the city council last fall and also had those same concerns. And the mayor's office and the police department, city parks department, we've all been uh, getting together with these residents saying, you know, what can we do to make improvements in this this neighborhood uh, and so these extra patrols are a result of that. Mm -hmm. We have to juggle those extra patrols with the fact that the rest of the city still deserves emergency response to mm -hmm. things that happen all over the city. Okay. But they will continue to see more patrols. We're gonna have more officers on foot, we're gonna have more officers on bikes, and we're also gonna try to have more officers in cars, specifically in those targeted areas where we feel like we can really make a difference. And you have four new bikes on the way. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we have some more bikes on the way, and then our school resources officers will be out and about and we've also thanks to the generosity of the City Council we have three new officers who have started their training period this week those new hires were hired this winter and just graduated mm -hmm. from the Law Enforcement Academy a week and a half ago uh, thanks to the generosity of the City Council and beefing up staffing again to address these concerns yeah. from well, many neighbors and as you mentioned again so what's happening now with the increased patrols is this permanent I can't promise that it's going be permanent but it's definitely going to be short-term and long-term. Mm -hmm. um, we see this as a proactive approach to addressing a lot of concerns in the West Side neighborhood and we've been specifically directed by the Chief of Police to make this a targeted enforcement 
and have a more uh, specific approach to this area. Permanent, I don't know about that, but I would like to see some positive results for this neighborhood. And I know the chief of police and the mayor's office want to see positive results too. So we're going to keep making those targeted patrols until we get results. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's sort of, it could be a short-term solution here. What about the long-term? Long term, um, that's a really good question. We as a city are struggling with issues of homelessness and how to help people with mental health uh, issues and crisis, but also with addiction. And those are issues that are affecting every major city in Montana, but throughout the Pacific Northwest as well. So one of the things that I do behind the scenes is I meet regularly with St. Patrick employees, uh, Pavarello employees, mm -hmm. members of the Sheriff's Office, um, Providence Center and Partnership Health and other agencies that are directly involved with providing social service support to our community. And we have a project called the FUSE Project and FUSE stands for Frequent User Systems Engagement. And those are people, the 30 or 40 people that we've identified in our city who are really struggling with severe addiction issues or mental health crisis and they are causing a lot of disruptive behavior either in the form of their addiction or other untreated issues mm -hmm. that are having a negative uh, effect on the quality of life of residents. And the issue isn't, can we arrest them and target them for uh, police enforcement? That's not the correct way to address those issues. A long-term solution is what kind of housing situations and treatment can we provide them to get them off the street and deal with their addictions and the mental health crisis that they often find themselves in. It's a problem that's just not, of course, localized to that neighborhood, to Missoula. It's a much bigger problem that's going on out there. What about new legislation, uh, more funding? Uh, uh, Missoula does offer a lot of resources and uh, it's said that that draws more transients and homeless to Missoula. So it gets complicated when you're talking about, you know, more resources, more funding new legislation. So Laurel, I know speaking of legislation uh, at the statewide level a couple years ago, funding for mental health was drastically slashed. There are a number of layoffs that took place in the social service community, specifically for people who provide counseling services to those with addiction and mental health issues. This has had a devastating effect on the city and has a huge tremendous effect on the police department because we're now dealing with more uh, antisocial behavior that's going unchecked and uh, these people don't have access to counseling and they don't have access to a stable living environment. Increased funding will always help, but targeting that funding in a way that can really address mental health issues and addiction services would go a long way in improving the quality of life of a lot of folks in Missoula. Um, we don't have a crisis center here in Missoula. Our crisis center is St. Patrick Emergency Room and to a lesser extent Community Medical Center. Emergency rooms are not intended to be crisis centers, but that's where we're taking people who are having mental health crisis or having severe problems with addiction. And emergency rooms are not meant to be long-term treatment facilities. So if I could snap my fingers and uh, make money appear from the legislative perspective, uh, funding a crisis center in Missoula would be a great first step in addressing some of these long-term problems. What about well, wet shelters. 
allowing those that are intoxicated or under the influence um, a roof over their head. You know, wet shelters have actually been implemented. Uh, Billings has experimented with those, mm -hmm. and I don't have specific data on how successful that has been, but Billings implemented a model that began in San Diego more than a decade ago. And San Diego was having a problem with homelessness and addiction, specifically alcoholism, where they're having a lot of transients and the homelessness, and there was no specific resolution to that. Um, whatever citations that they were throwing at the problem weren't making the problem go away. So they, they started something called the Motivated Addiction mm. Program, and it gives an incentive to someone who's struggling with alcoholism to take an option to get treatment instead of penalties in the judicial system. And Billings implemented a modified version of that several years ago. I think that the city as a whole needs to look at some type of wet treatment facility at least to remove uh, problematic situations and give people a chance for treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, Montana is one of the only states in the country that you cannot arrest someone for being drunk in public. A lot of people ask us, and it was evident on your social media page, on your Facebook page, when you all covered this issue a week ago, a lot of people ask, why don't we have a drunk tank? You can't do that. The Montana Constitution prohibits anyone from any city from making an ordinance or making it illegal to be drunk in public. So simply arresting yourself out of a problem by taking heavily addicted alcoholics to jail isn't a long-term solution. And frankly, that's a very expensive problem that creates a lot of liability for the sheriff's office. So a wet treatment facility um, that people can get safe and supportive housing, but also have an opportunity to be exposed to some positive treatment options in a non-threatening environment where they can make the choice to better their life. I would really like to see that happen. Again, it takes money to do that. Billings does have a similar program, and I'm trying to get up the opportunity to go there and explore some of the successes and failures of that model, because it's not a perfect solution, but it's better than what we currently have to work with here in Missoula. Yeah, well, with the weather starting to get warmer, summer, not just a couple of months away, people are, are probably, um, you know, something needs to be done more, more right now. Um, do you feel that there's an uptick in what's happening when we get into the warmer months? We typically see an uptick of situations like this. You know, Missoula has always been a free-spirited city. We attract a lot of uh, what we call rainbow kids mm -hmm. and other uh, hitchhikers passing through who aren't necessarily bad people, but it creates an uh, interesting mix of folks, uh, some of whom bring their own challenges and addictions here to Missoula. Um, we do see an uptick in that kind of behavior and for that reason we're thankful that our school resource officers are out and are able to do extra patrol in the parks. Um, the City Council a couple years ago made a commitment to help the Police Department. They've allowed us to hire a number of community service specialists. These are civilians who actually uh, can go out and cite people for city ordinance violations, but more importantly, try to establish some positive contacts to keep an eye on parts of the city, including city parks, where we have a lot of problematic behavior, but we can't always afford to just have a police officer stationed at each city park. In an ideal world, we would have uh, 30 or 40 police officers on duty at any given hour, but most times it's just a fraction of that. So, okay. uh, Getting back to residents and businesses in some of these areas, what can they do to help? 
Well, one of the things that I do with businesses and residents is, uh, first of all, really encourage them to establish some video surveillance systems. Um, we can really deter behavior and capture criminal behavior on video surveillance. Most people in Missoula would be really surprised to know that there's not a lot of video surveillance used by businesses or private residents. Um, the city is considering installing video surveillance systems around the California Street footbridge, but that raises a lot of questions about privacy sure. um, and how city residents might feel about that. So we're in ongoing discussions with a lot of West Side businesses and residents about how they feel about the city installing video surveillance systems at different problematic locations. Uh, another thing that I do is I have specific training in something called crime prevention through environmental design. Hmm. That's a fancy term for analyzing your business or your neighborhood or your home residence on ways that I can reduce uh, criminal behavior or change uh, some of the landscaping, increase lighting, for example, to direct it away and keep criminal activity away from your business. So anyone who wants to reach out to me and get more information about that, they can find my contact information on the city police mm -hmm. department's website. My direct phone number is 552-6335. On a larger level, what we as a city need to do is to keep having discussions with Westside residents. We actually started those discussions last fall at specifically at the request of the mayor's office because more than 20 business owners and residents came to city council meetings last fall and shared these same concerns. Say, hey, we're really frustrated with what we're seeing here. We would like the city to be more proactive in addressing those problems. The mayor's office said, absolutely, let's do that. And they instructed me and other people in different city agencies to sit down with these city residents and get some solutions mm -hmm. and what I found is when we meet with Westside residents we're not getting yelled at and blamed for the problem there's a lot of genuinely compassionate people in this city who care about improving the city and they're coming up with a lot of good solutions on what we can do so getting good feedback mostly from the businesses and residents for the most part but they also are our eyes and ears on the ground if you will a lot of people automatically assume that the police department is aware of all crime and all negative issues that are taking place in the city but we rely heavily on the public to inform us everything from drunk drivers to illegal drug houses that are operating in their neighborhoods mm -hmm. and we really rely on the public for that information so the more feedback that we can give and that might mean someone expressing some frustrations that are taking place in their neighborhood we need to hear that and we also need to be accountable to the residents that we serve what about neighborhood watches I remember a time when that was really very common uh, last night Ruben has a story about a neighborhood in Kalispell and they're bringing that back. What are your thoughts on that? That's one of my jobs, Laurel, is uh, in my job description, is to make sure uh, to maintain neighborhood watch. So we've had neighborhood watch within the city and the county for more than 25 years, okay. but I'm really working to revitalize that mm -hmm. in each of the 20 different neighborhoods within the city. So on Wednesday, April 24th at 5.30, we're gonna have our next quarterly neighborhood watch meeting, and I would love it if I could see as many people there. It's gonna be held at the Jack Reedy 
conference room, which is right adjacent to city council chambers. That's Wednesday, April 24th at 5.30 p.m. The cost is only $2 a year, and I will provide safety tips for you or anyone else who wants to come to that meeting on ways that you can improve safety in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That can be just identifying different types of padlocks that you can use to protect your storage unit, for example, or different locks that are very effective in deterring bike theft. Uh, we have a ton of bicycle theft in this city, and a lot of it is just due to really mediocre padlocks that mm -hmm. people use that can be easily cut with a $7 pair of bolt cutters from a hardware store. So just giving tips like that. Our neighborhood watch program is up and running, and it's getting revitalized, and we're getting a lot of yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of positive input from people. We also have a cool uh, neighborhood Missoula neighborhood watch sticker that we'll give to you, and we're having a lot of people display those around the city, and it says, I'm looking out for my neighbors. I care about my city and I don't want to let these quality of life and crime issues take over my neighborhood and those are the kind of people we really value their feedback and we need to be accountable to them. Yeah so lots of ways for the community to get involved and help out with this. Well in closing your final message. Um, final message don't be discouraged reach out to the police department understand that the city parks department the mayor's office and the Missoula Police Department are all working to address these issues. A tangible example of that Laurel is the West Broadway Island behind the City Lodge. Yes. Um, work has just begun within the past few weeks to clean off that island. That project has been in the works for years. It's just now manifesting itself and people are going to see a much cleaner island that will be free of trash and needles mm -hmm. and uh, more transient camps. Uh, in the sense that we've been tasked with with trying to improve that area. That's a good example of a quality of life issue that has a negative impact on a neighborhood and they're going to see that island look 10 times better by the end of this summer. Okay. Well, looking forward to that for sure. Okay, well, Ethan Smith, Crime Prevention Officer for the Missoula Police Department, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Laurel. 552-6335 uh, is my direct number. If anyone wants to join these meetings that we're having with Westside residents, they can contact me or the mayor's office. We're holding these meetings once every couple months. It's specifically to get feedback on ways that we can improve the neighborhood, and this is something that we as a police department should be attentive to uh, the, co the community's needs. All right, and we'll have all this information also posted on NBCMontana.com. Thanks again. Appreciate it. And that wraps up this episode of Spotlight Montana. And now, Spotlight Montana with Laurel Staples.